paying too much for health insurance? Frustrated by high deductibles, network restrictions, and increasing premiums? There's a better way. Christian Healthcare Ministries. CHM is a Christian community delivering a robust, faith based solution to the high cost of healthcare. If your current health insurance has become more of a racket than a remedy, take back control of your healthcare at around half the price. Learn more and enroll today at chministries.org. That's chministries.org. This is the Fox News Rundown Extra. I'm Dave Anthony. Today, we take you to a rooftop on the south side of Chicago, where a preacher has been camping out since just before Thanksgiving. And he'll keep living in that tent until the end of this month, outside. Why? Well, that's what we asked Pastor Corey Brooks, and he went into great detail on trying to change the culture of violence in a city that has seen crime continue to spike After Chicago had more murders than any other U.S. city last year, the most there in a quarter century. Now, the pastor had so much to say we could not include it all in our rundown podcast the other day. So as I always say, we like to give you the chance on a weekend to hear it all. And you might be so moved by his message, you could even help his Project Hood mission. Okay, let's get to it. Thank you for listening. And now, Pastor Corey Brooks on the Fox News Rundown Extra. Joining us on the Fox News Rundown is Pastor Corey Brooks from the New Beginnings Church in Chicago, also the CEO for Project Hood, which is what has him on a rooftop day 82 of an attempt to raise awareness and try to help out the area that he lives in, in Southside Chicago. Pastor Brooks, thank you very much for being with us. Thank you. I appreciate the opportunity. Thanks for having me on today. How cold are you? You know, it's a pretty cold day today. Um, but, you know, we, we do what we have to do to make it through the day. And uh, we have guests that come through. And so we got to be prepared for them. So we just we do the best we can to stay warm. So you're not lonely up there. You A lot of people have been coming by over the last 82 days, correct? Yeah, a lot of people have been coming by over the last 82 days, and we're extremely grateful for the CEOs from around the country who have decided to take the CEO challenge and be a part of what we're trying to accomplish. Uh, It's really important that we have other people besides myself understand the issues and the urgency of the situation. So uh, I'm I'm really thankful for that. This 82-day, you're going to go 100 days, what is the goal? What are you doing there? You know, the goal is to build a community center. So I tell people we have two things. Number one, to bring the awareness to everyone about the violence on the south side of Chicago. I'm trying to scream from the top of my voice on this rooftop about the issues that we're facing every single day as it relates to the violence. And then secondly, uh, we're trying to raise as much money as possible to build a, a center on this block that's uh, the Chicago sometimes called it the most dangerous block in the city of Chicago in, in 2014. And uh, we've since tried, we're, we've been changing that. We are changing that. And uh, that's why I'm on this roof so that we can pr- transform the community and transform the lives of these young individuals. But this is not the first time you've been, you've done this. I mean, you, you've been working on this community center for a long time now. Oh yeah, absolutely. The first time uh, I went up on the roof of a motel, which is where we are right now, the same grounds where we're going to build the center. But 10 years ago to the same date that I am here now, 
2011 and November 20th, I went up on the roof of that motel that was full of sex trafficking, gang banging, drug dealing, all kind of criminal activity. And I refused to come down until we had enough money to purchase it and tear it down and start down the path of building a community center. So uh, I was on that roof for 94 days, 94 long days until we raised the money to, to purchase it, which we did. And we eventually tore it down. And now, ever since that day, uh, we've been working toward the effort of trying to build this community center. So here we are 10 years later. Uh, and now, instead of trying to tear something down, I'm trying to build something up. Instead of um, me being by myself, uh, instead of me doing it by myself, I'm doing it with so many others. Yeah, you talked about the CEO challenge. You are trying to get business leaders to an area they don't go, right? I mean, who, not a lot of people in Chicago are going to your neighborhood, correct? Yeah, that, that's that's said very well. That's the truth of the matter. Unfortunately, that's a true statement that, you know, there are parts of Chicago like where we are, where people don't want to visit, where people don't want to come, where it's hard to get Uber drivers to, to drive there. It's hard to get Uber Eats to deliver food. Uh, it's hard to get people who uh, we need to make investments in the community to make investments because they see this as a crime-ridden area that that is hopeless. But the the truth is that this area provides so much potential. And I tell people all the time where the worst is, that's where the best ought to show up. And so that's why we're here at Project Hood trying to transform this community so that uh, we can change it from a place where people don't want to visit to a place where people love to come. That's part of the reasons why I invite these CEOs down here so that when they come and see it, they realize the potential and they realize that uh, it is uh, situations that need to be dealt with, but they can be dealt with. You know, I, I read some doubters who, who, who said that, Pastor, you live in an alternate reality, that, that you can do this, but it's, it's not going to make a difference, that you're just going to freeze yourself out there. What do you say yeah, to those you know, people? I say to those people that there was this man who uh, was walking down the seashore and he was picking up starfish that had washed up on the shore one by one, one by one, just throwing them in. There were millions of them that had washed up on the shore. And this one little boy said, look at him. He's so stupid. He's so crazy. How does he think he can save all of these starfish? And as an old man was reaching back for a starfish, he looked over and said, you know what? You're right. I can't save them all. And then he threw the starfish he had in his hand back into the ocean. And he said, I, I can't save this one. And that's how I approach life. I can't save all of them, but there are individuals that we are going to save. We're going to change their lives, and it's going to have a dramatic fact, uh, effect and impact on generations to come. We cannot change all the communities, but we can change this community. And that's the work that we're committed to, and that's exactly what we're going to do. Violence, though, is part of everyday life out there, right? Isn't that something you have to deal with every day? How... Do you take someone who has lived in that their whole life, is growing up in it, and and take it so that they don't see that, they see opportunity somehow, that they see that there can be a different path? How, how do you do that? Absolutely. That's a wonderful question, question, first of all. And the way you do that is by renew, two ways. One, renewing their mind. Uh, we have to get people... Uh, and we have to start to help them to renew their minds so that they start to think different because so a man think it, so is he. So we have to change the thinking process. And then secondly, we have to provide those alternatives, options, and opportunities for them so that they can take advantage of them. I believe when people are giving opportunities, advantages, and opportunities that they may not typically would have had, 
they take advantage of those things and they do those things. A lot of times individuals are in predicaments because they feel like they don't have any way out, that this is just the way it is, that the cards have been dealt. And it's not until someone comes along and says, hey, things can be different. You can do different and show them that, uh, that they take that opt out. And so that's what we're trying to do. And that's what we're committed to doing. And that's what we do every single day. And we see it in the lives of individuals who are being changed daily. What is harder? Someone who is, say, eight, nine, ten years old or someone who's 14, 15, 16 to, to try to change them on that path? You're asking some wonderful questions. Uh, it's definitely harder to change the older person. The older people get, you and I know, uh, it's hard to teach an old dog new tricks. And it's a lot easier when we capture these young people earlier. The earlier, the better for us uh, to, to pour into them positivity and help them get rid of any negativity that they may be experiencing in their lives is always better. So for us, we believe the earlier age is better, uh, but we cannot negate the fact that we do get individuals at 15 and 16 and we still have to try our very hardest to to change them as well and even those who have reached their 20s we don't give up on them um but but it's definitely easier uh, the younger they are jobs that's a part of the problem for some people they, they don't have access to a good job so they turn to other ways to make money how do you work with that how do you help create opportunity yeah so it's not so much that jobs are not available their jobs are plenteous okay. the problem is a lot of people don't have training for these jobs uh -huh. and therefore they don't they can't work them like for instance um the carpentry field construction is a wide open field and a great opportunity for so many people but in our neighborhood these guys have been carrying guns and not hammers and so they need to have the training they need to have a place where they can learn construction and trades that's what we do and when they do that then we're able to facilitate and make sure that they get the jobs so that they can live the american dream like everyone else so it's the job training that is really important the job coaching skills and the wraparound services um, that are really needed to help get these individuals on the right track but uh, you know, the construction field, the trucking field, there's a lot of different fields where people can uh, earn an honest wage and an honest uh, life, uh, livelihood, uh, but they just need the skills and the training to do it. Last year, I had an opportunity to talk to someone who, like you, is trying to fight back gun violence. A man named Tio Hardiman with Violence Interrupters. I don't know if you know him. Uh, Absolutely. In, in, know him very okay. well. In Chicago, okay, and and so we talked a lot about what he does to try to stop a cycle of violence, to try to have people think that there's a different way to resolve something, and I know you do that too. That must be some of the hardest work. Yeah, you know it is because you're dealing with uh, young men most of the time who have a criminal background, who have come from um, traumatic experiences, and you're trying to convince them not to do violence. You're trying to convince them not to do retaliation. You're trying to convince them to handle it with conflict resolution and mediation. And that sometimes is a hard sell. And that's the reason why it's important that we have trained individuals like our violence prevention team who are trained to help people to work through the process and to help create a system to move people from having violent lives to becoming nonviolent citizens. You went to college. I, I looked at your your background. 
You went to college. You went to Ball State. You went to the University of Florida. You you, you did some uh, learning in, in, in Dallas, Texas. Why the south side of Chicago? You know, God says his best to his worst. Um, you know, I think that the south side of Chicago, where where I'm, where we where we are, uh, you know, as I said, that it was a, it's a tough area, tough community, and it needs a lot of help. And as a believer and as a Christian, I believe that sometimes that the stronger parts of the body have to go and help and assist the weaker parts. And so I could have very easily went and lived in some plush area and enjoyed, um, you know, the American dream with a picket fence and a, a dog and and four kids and a wife and lived a happy life with a great church. Um, but for whatever reason, God chose me to be in this neighborhood and I'm passionate about it. I'm glad to be here. I wouldn't want to be anywhere else in the world. I'm fully committed and sold out toward doing it. And I'm going to do it until the Lord tells me to do different. You know, you said American dream. I mean, you, you believe that the American dream can be real where you are still. Oh, without a doubt. That's why I love America. That's because uh, in America, you can become whatever you want to be. If you have the opportunities and the alternatives and the options, you can excel. And so for us, we believe in teaching people not that you're a victim and that you have to succumb to society and to the, the, the things that society is saying, but you can be successful. You can get up. You can become uh, the, the success story of your family, of your neighborhood. You just need people to come alongside to help you and point you in the right direction and sometimes even hold your hand until you get a good running start. And that's what Project Hood is really all about. We're, we want to help people to live the American dream to the fullest. And that's what that's why we do what we do. And that's why I'm in this neighborhood. Some of the CEOs you've had in there are probably white, correct? Absolutely. Someone like that, is that someone who was distrusted in your neighborhood? Uh, you know, there are people, there's a lot of distrust in our neighborhood, regardless of what color you are. Um, and the reason that is, is because so many things have happened in our community to cause people to lose trust of one another. And that's part of the reason why we've lost community and we don't have community and we're not neighborly because we don't trust. Not, not just based upon color, but period. We don't trust the police. We don't trust the teachers. There's no trust in the house. We've, we don't trust pastors. We don't trust churches. There's a lot of distrust. But in order to build community back, we have to start building that trust back. And that's the reason why organizations like ours, Project Hood, is so important to establish that trust, to tell people, listen, there are organizations and there is a pastor that cares about you, that wants to help you redirect your life, that things can be different. And that's why we do what we do. We're trying to build that trust back. So the trust, the distrust has nothing to do with color. It has everything to do with humanity. Day 82 for you. How much money have you raised so far? Thank you. Day 82 and we're at $8 million in cash uh, in-kind gifts and commitments. So we're really excited. We have a long way to go, but that's that's nothing to, uh, you know, frown upon. How much do you need, do you think, to build, to actually be able to build what you want, your dream of having a community center where you are right now? Yeah, $35 million is our goal, and we're trying to do it debt-free. And to some people, they may say, why do it debt-free? Well, 
We want all of our monies to be focused on people and programs. We don't want to be in debt and we don't want to be enslaved and trying to figure out how to pay a mortgage for years to come. So I'm working as hard and our team is working as hard as we possibly can to make sure that we have as much as we possibly can to build this center debt free. So we need people to come alongside and help us if possible. So those of your listeners who are out there listening, please help us to reach our goal. Uh, you can go to projecthood.org, uh, Project Hood, that's H-O-O-D, projecthood.org. How bad has it been? What's the worst night of the 81 nights you've spent so far out there? Uh, the baddest nights, the worst nights have been the when it was really cold. You know, the sub-zero nights. Those yeah, are always man. tough. It's, 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 yeah, it's, it, uh, you know, it's tough when it gets below 10 degrees uh, but you're you just at a tent right do you have do you have like a plug-in heater or something i hope we do we do but you know this is a tent so uh <laughs> after you know even 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 a propane heater once it gets below 10 you're, you're in crunch time so uh we've had quite a few of those nights now you get a chance to go inside and shower at least right i mean you don't have to be in the tent for every hour of 100 days do you not i'm on the, I'm on the rooftop in the tent 24 7 i don't go down i'm not leaving i'm here so i haven't had a shower i, I, I take some bird baths uh, if you know what that means so, oh i do uh, you uh, yeah, have been so outside non-stop now without going in at all now for your 82nd day yeah that's right six three all 300 pounds of me and uh <laughs> and you're laying on the bath. floor <laughs> that must not be very comfortable either oh my goodness yeah so we, we, we have cots and, uh, you know, the cots have been built so that it's not directly on the deck. Um, it's just to be too unbearable. But, you know, we do the best we can. We tough it out. And, uh, you know, we have to we have to do what we have to do to get this center up. And so I'm just playing my part uh, to help this community. You are one dedicated man. Um and it's, it's really something. We really appreciate it. Pastor Corey Brooks, the CEO for Project Hood, pastor of New Beginnings Church in Chicago, projecthood.org, if you'd like to help out. Pastor, thank you very much for joining us. Thank you. You've been listening to the Fox News Rundown. Rundown. Stay up to date by subscribing to this podcast at foxnewspodcasts.com. And for up-to-the-minute news, go to foxnews.com. Did you hear the news? Now you can. With instant updates from Fox News for Amazon Alexa. Just say, Alexa, play news from Fox. In Fox News. It's the latest when you need it. On demand from Fox News and Amazon Alexa.